When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B. O-M-B-A-S dot com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. The Jim Belushi Connection. Cody returns. And when was Abraxas actually filmed? All this and more on today's How Did This Get Made mini episode. Hit the theme. Lock all the doors to protect from the zombies and put on a podcast. And you leave it to tall John Shear to get you feeling right. Don't worry about the meteor that's coming, coming, coming. It's the Hello, people of Earth. Hello, my T-Rexes. Hello, my Tammies. Hello, my Abraxases. Hello, my Secunduses. Welcome to another How Did This Get Made mini-episode. I am Tall John Cheer, and here's the deal, people. It is a mega mini. That's right, a mega mini, because I took a week off. I've never really take a week off. I bring my recording equipment with me wherever I go, but I've been shooting nights. Then I went on vacation with my family and I just checked out for a week. And I thank you for letting me do that because now I'm back. I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go. And I'm ready to break down all your questions about 
two of the wildest films that we have ever done, Abraxas, Guardian of the Galaxy, and of course, Tammy and the T-Rex. We've got new ones coming up that I think will maybe even blow these out of the water, but I'm glad we also got to revisit Mannequin 2 and see that amazing Terry Kaiser performance. Uh, so much to do. Also, just a quick announcement. Uh, if you're not watching Black Monday, check it out. It is right now on Showtime. Myself, Don Cheadle, uh, Regina Hall, Andrew Rannells, Casey Wilson, June Diane Raphael, uh, Ken Marino, Yasser Lester. It's just an insane cast. It's so, so fun. This season, I think, is our best season yet. You can watch the first episode for free on YouTube, but it's one of those shows where it's much better if you watch the whole thing because there's like a real story. It's not like a, a disposable comedy show. It's like a, a drama storyline in a comedy show. This year, a lot of shit's going on. Anyway, uh, one more thing to plug. Have you not checked out my Twitch yet? Because it's pretty great. We do full-on comedy shows, music shows, cooking shows. It's basically a little network uh, on Twitch. And I know that if you're like me, you're like, well, Twitch, I don't have an account. How do I watch? I don't know. It's just like YouTube. You don't get freaked out about YouTube. You don't go, I don't have a YouTube account. No, just watch it. It's streaming. Just go to twitch.tv slash friendzone twitch.tv slash friendzone. If that's too scary, just go to my YouTube page. You can watch all the old episodes on my YouTube page. It's there if that's easier. But the streaming thing is actually really fun. We had great fun guests on and uh, every Thursday night, Rob and I are doing something fun over there. Um, So please check that out. And also, if you want to keep these conversations going, conversations with me, conversations with how did this get made, head over to our discords. We are having a full blown community right now uh, on our discords. My discord is a lot about general stuff. We're talking about Bad Batch. We're talking about fashion. We're talking about parenting tips. We're talking about really anything. By the way, I I led with fashion as if people come to me about fashion. There's, There's a lot. There's a lot there. And then there's a how did this get made server that is all how did this get made all the time and also some deep dive stuff and some Manzuka stuff. So you can just go and visit our discords at discord.gg slash HDTGM, that's the How Did This Get Made one, or discord.gg slash Paul Shear. Uh, they're great. Uh, I love our communities there. I love our mods. I love everything about it. Um, so get in the future with me. You already listened to a podcast. So let's move forward. Let's now open you up to more streaming and Discord and let's get more apps that actually, I'm going to tell you, are really fun as shit. Um, I was nervous about it too. Believe me, I was nervous about it too. Enough of my yapping. Let's hear from you. You have problems and I have solutions. Okay. I am not licensed. I am not uh, affiliated with anyone. I do not take responsibility for what I'm saying, but I'm here to give you help. And I want to say thank you to the help that I've been given by people like Honest Jams with that amazing theme song, Honest Jams. That was great. Very, very cool. Very, I mean, it, it set a tone for this show that I don't think I'm matching. I think I'm actually a little bit too high energy because you kind of set a tone of like cool music that would be in a, a store where I would put on like a, a large shirt, but it would still be too small for me. But I would know I'd want that shirt because that store is very cool. Anyway, um, let's get into this uh, helpline because I want to help you. And the best way I can help you is with an introduction by Doug Hoyer. Doug, take it away. some calls with some real problems. I only wish that Paul could solve them. We've got some calls with some real problems. But he'll listen. He'll listen to them. All right, let's check it out. First one, 
Anonymous. Anonymous from Brooklyn. What do you got? Hey, Paulie. Calling from Brooklyn. Uh, I got issues. I am a bartender. I'm, I'm closing up the bar currently, and I am just constantly dealing with the fact that I am a morning person working a night job. And uh, I am not quite sure how to rectify that fact because I'm definitely – it's one thirty six a.m., uh, which obviously is early for New York bars, but here we are post COVID. Um, but I'm a morning person, so I'm I'm curious as to how I should keep doing this job because I love it. Other than just losing my mind <laughs> slowly. All right, thank you, Paul. Peace. Ooh, this is an interesting question. First of all, I love people calling me from their job. I love calling me late at night. Remember, you can call this line anytime you want, the Paul Helpline. Uh, it is, uh, you know, 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K, 619-Paul-Ask. Call me wherever you are. I like to hear you in your work environment. Now, you are a morning person who is working a night job that you love. So my advice to you would be, well, don't do your night job. Just quit it and, and get a job where you can embrace the morning. But if you love your night job... It's kind of a catch-22, so I'm going to come back at you with one word. Nap. Nap. You need to create two separate sleep cycles for yourself, all right? That means that if you're closing a bar in New York at 4, you're going to stay up until 9 or 10, right? Is that the end of the morning? Or maybe 11. Then you're going to go to sleep from 11 to 6, and then you're going to go to work. That's what I would say. Recreate your sleep cycle. If you're a morning person who loves their night job, then recreate it. So I would say nap, but I actually just presented to you a, a different sleep cycle. Change your sleep cycle. Change your life. All right. Next question up. What do we got? Hi, Tall John. Longtime listener. Uh, as a side note, I love telling people about why you're named Tall John Paul Shear. It brings me so much joy. Anyways, my main question is, I recently got back from a vacation with my boyfriend in Florida where he was working and I was working. Anyways, I tried to propose at the first restaurant that we went to, the first restaurant that we've been to in a year because I was going to propose last year on our anniversary and, well, it was in March and everything got shut down in Boston, so it didn't happen. So I've had these silicone rings for a year. I've been sitting on them. I've been thinking about it. I've been obsessing about it. This is our ninth anniversary year, and I want to spend the rest of my life with him. But we've been reluctant about marriage. He's younger than me, whatever. So I tried to propose, and he looked at the rings and said, I wanted to do this. And it was really cute, and we had a really great moment together. But now it's become apparent that he hasn't rejected my proposal, but he wants to be the one to propose. He, I'm pretty sure he hasn't bought any rings. I don't think that he has any idea of how to buy rings or what I'd want in a ring. So my question is, how do I tell him what I would like for a ring without being too overt about it or rude about it or anything? I just, how do I be subtle and be like, this is the kind of diamond I like? I don't know. Um, I'd love your advice. I'd love to hear what you think kind of a funny story and very embarrassing, but I'm telling everyone. So uh, love you guys. Say hi to everyone else. Thank you so much. Bye. Well, this is, 
this is lovely. Honestly, this is absolutely lovely. I, wow. Um, look, clearly you two love each other. And I think there's a lot of ego involved in traditional things that we do. And even though we are liberal and we are smart and we are learning and we are accepting change, there are certain things that we want to have the experience of doing. And I understand, I understand the want from your man to want to do this too, make it special. And this is like one of the weird things, like the surprise engagement. It's it's very old school, like, you know, call the parents, do the thing. But um, I would say, let him run with it. See what he gets done. If nothing happens in six months, bring up the conversation and go, hey, let's readdress this. You can surprise me. Most people do a thing, and I know this is like, I didn't do this, where they go to a ring store with their significant other and they look at rings and then you say, oh, I'd like a little bit like this or I like a that. And you say, what kind, you know, so they get an idea so they can go buy it. Some people say, hey, this is the ring I want. This is a permanent fixture on your body. You need to be a part of this decision in some way. Um, I made a choice for my wife without asking her opinion on it and it worked out. Um, I was bold, but I also felt like I knew her style and it was really fun. And I took a long time to kind of find what I liked. Um, if you feel like he's not going to be that type of person, uh, then you should help him or you should talk about it or you should, you know, give him on, set him up for success. And, you know, I would say it's an odd, it's odd. He didn't accept, but he wants to, but he wants to do it. I'd say you give him a six month window and let's see what happens. I, like that's all I can say. Probably people are yelling at me and saying three months. Let's do three. Let's do three and see what happens. And at three months, you readdress it, and then you give him three more months to get his shit together, and you figure it out together. Because it seems like you guys have a good relationship. Things are working. I love that you asked him. I think that that is uh, breaking norms. But we see when we break norms how shit goes crazy. Even when I asked June, it went odd. And you can hear that whole story. Uh, it went great, but it went odd. You can hear that whole story on Nicole Byers podcast. Uh, why won't you date me? Uh, June actually makes a guest appearance. Um, all right. Now let's get into Jared in Michigan. Jared go. Hey, my name is Jared. I work at a very prominent hospital in the state of Michigan and recently lost 40 pounds and, and got five big old tattoos on my arms. I feel great, I look great, and I've been single for a while. Now, my question is, because I try to be a respectful <laughs> gentleman when at work, you know, I know women don't want men hitting on them all the time, and we are at work, but the nurses at work are so cute and so cool. So how am I allowed to ask them out? How do I go about it? I don't want to seem like a meathead, but I am 31 and kind of want to, you know, settle down. So, yeah, am, am I allowed to ask girls out at the hospital? And how would I do so? Thank you. Love this, Jared. Congratulations. That's amazing that you lost that weight. You got those tattoos. Um, ooh, boy. I'm not going to touch this one with a 10 football because my gut is no. No, no. Uh, my gut is, well, I have a couple gut reactions. My gut is no. And then my other gut is, 
do you not like it just seemed like it's sort of like well when i hear it i'm going you're viewing this like pool of people as like like a fishing pond like you're not saying oh i really like this girl and we have a connection and i would like to ask her out you're saying like there's just so many of them there that i'm bound to find the person that i like in there uh so that makes me nervous secondly i think take it from me um you don't want to be so interconnected, especially if you're dating and you don't even know the person. Like, you don't want to go to work and then see them as well. I, I think that that can be tricky. I, like, that's an overall tricky situation. Um, and that's my advice if you had someone that you kind of liked and, and, and that kind of stuff. And then thirdly, um, I think that I am not equipped to answer this uh, as well as I should. So I'm going to throw this over to Cody. Cody, what do you think? Hey, Jared, it's your good friend, Cody. Um, first off, congrats on looking good and feeling good. Love to hear it. We support it. I just want to come in and say, you know, of course you're going to be, you know, attracted to people that you have similar interests with, and that's work too. But let's narrow this down, my guy. You can't be asking out every nurse. It's, you know, you don't want to be that guy and you want to be professional. So like, is there one person that you are really into that seems nice that you could just politely ask out and be ready for that yes or no, you know? And if it's a no, be professional and nice. But I'd suggest getting on those apps. There's no shame in it. Everyone is doing it. See what else is out there. It might be, you know, more comfortable for you to find women who are working in different areas and and you don't have to deal with any awkwardness at work and stay professional. Um, That is my opinion or nay, my advice. And, um, I don't know. I wish you, I wish you the best, but yeah, um, maybe look outside of work, I guess, at the end of the day. Yay. We brought back Cody. We'll bring back Devin. Things are getting back to normal. All right. Um, I think those are pretty solid pieces of advice. Thank you to my two anonymous callers and Jared in Michigan. And if you want to call me, you call me at any time at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K, 619-Paul-Ask. All right. I love our, I, I love these songs. I love these songs that we have. And if you want to create a song, you can do it. Just send us to uh, how did this get made at earwolf.com. Uh, make sure they're short. I mean, no one likes a long song. Think about yourself listening to the show and going, even though you're a great musician, we like 15 seconds. That's about the sweet spot. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Here's the deal. Uh, this show has been going on for a long time. And what I love is my relationship with the people who support our show, make this show completely free. And that's why today our corrections and omissions is going to be brought to you by Blue Moon because we all get stuck in boring routines. You know, I think th- We are all looking for a way to shake up our lives, especially now. What can we do? What we can get rid of? What can we add to the mix? And I think one of the things that has been so fun about How Did This Get Made is there are so many good movies out there, but why don't we throw a bad movie into the mix? Make us experience something different. Make us enjoy movies in a different way. And that is why this is a Blue Moon podcast, because Blue Moon breaks you out of your normal routine, okay? Same way that we do. And... You know, we only recommend the best, which, you know, Blue Moon is. And Blue Moon is, to me, one of the perfect beers, uh, a day drinking beer, a, you know, sit back, relax, type a crack open a Blue Moon, have a good time with friends type of beer because it's got so much flavor, unique flavor, and it's brewed with such care. I love it. You will love it, too. So now I invite you, if a Blue Moon is nearby, to sit back, relax, and crack open a Blue Moon and enjoy this week's corrections and omissions as we cull through dozens of voicemails and hundreds of posts on the How Did This Get Made Discord to find the best observations, theories, fact checks, and all the useless research. And we present them to you now for two films. And the only way we can do this is if we have a power anthem to bring us in. So Francis Rizzo, take it away. Hey, Paul. You guys really got it wrong So I'm gonna tell you so Corrections and omissions All right, let's attack Tammy and the T-Rex first. Cameron H., welcome. What do you got? Cameron writes, For me, I think the most troubling and terrifying aspect of Walker's brain being transplanted into an animatronic dinosaur or brain in a jar is that 
it clearly doesn't do anything to suppress his biological imperatives. For instance, we seek and still be sexually stimulated despite having a body incapable of fulfilling that desire. And yes, perhaps Tammy dancing for him uh, can satisfy him in that respect. But what about his other needs? Uh, He would be in a constant state of starvation. I mean, how long do you think he could actually go before being driven absolutely mad at his inability to satiate his hunger? Well, look, Cameron, I agree with you, but that's what Tammy or Tanny, depending on the, if you go off the credits, um, is trying to do. She's trying to find him a new body. So it's just a matter of time, just passing some time. It's like putting your leg in a cast. You know, sure, you'd like to, well, maybe putting your dick in a cast. Sure. Can you put, no, you can't put your dick in a cast. I do remember listening to a Boogie Nights DVD commentary where Mark Wahlberg said he broke his dick. And then they, I think they erased that from existence. That was not on the Criterion one. It was on the original one. And uh, I don't think you can find it anymore. Anyway, prove me wrong. Vitria writes, I found it weird that they came away from that ending thinking that Tammy was taking advantage of Mike or being selfish. If anything, she was going out of her way to give Michael a choice in the body he wanted, as opposed to just picking it on her own, which she very well could have done. Bringing the bodies up to the window so Mike could opine on them is proof of that. On the same idea, the fact that she's still looking for a body appropriate for him shows that she's not really thinking about maintaining control. Okay, I like this idea. I like the idea that that we're, you know, look, I think at a certain point when your boyfriend's brain is in a jar, you just want to get the body back on some level. So I appreciate that she's working hard to, to figure it out, but... I, you know, I think you can be right and I can be right on this one because truthfully, it's like, let's just get the body back. Okay. We don't have to be, and, and the, the body she was looking at, which all seemed very young. Uh, so what is going on in that town? Uh, seemed to be fine. So why are we being picky? I guess what I'm saying is fine. They were fine. She seemed to have more opinions about him. And that's what you're forgetting. She had opinions about him. Man, oh man, I was just on Watch What Happens Live this week. I should have talked about this episode. Damn it. Okay. Uh, JV Film writes, I have finally something to comment on for how did this get made oh well congratulations jv film so in reference to terry kaiser in this movie i have worked slash lived with him for a brief moment in time i was the first ad on two movies with terry about 10 years ago myself the director the writer cinematographer and terry all shared a lodge slash cabin for the duration of production he owns the character rights to bernie and entertained us with his pitches and scripts that he developed for bernie movies including an extreme bernie movie in which bernie would get taken to the x games aside from bernie centric anecdotes i can say that all of the people i've worked with kaiser is one of the most genuine and kind. He never held up production. He had a first in and last out work ethic. He was always willing to work with the young and inexperienced actors on set. He grilled steaks on many nights for us at the cabin after long shooting days. And when the work was done, he could still party like an animal. Cannot say enough good things about my time working with Terry. And you know what? That just proves my point. Terry Kaiser is an MVP. Put him up on the the Mount Rushmore of how did this get made for being simply the best. Okay, now we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to move on to your calls about Abraxas. All right, so here we go. We're going to start with Joe in Iowa. Hey, Paul, it's Joe from Iowa. I wanted to call about Abraxas. Uh, You guys mentioned Jim Belushi being in the movie. He's actually credited as Principal Rick Latimer, which is the same character he played in the 1987 crime drama, The Principal. So, This crazy sci-fi movie and a fairly straight-laced drama both take place 
within the same universe. Just thought you should know. Okay. First of all, you don't need to familiarize me with the principal with uh, Jim Belushi. And I believe Lou Gossett Jr., it was one of my favorites as a kid. That's right. I was a big Jim Belushi fan. What did I know? I knew that I loved SNL. I knew that he was out there. Red Heat. I saw it. The principal. I liked it. I remember there was a joke in the principal where, I mean, he's beating up a kid and he goes like, you look like uh, Marvin Hagler. I lost money on Marvin Hagler. And then he hit him in the face. And as I say that out loud, I go, wow, that's kind of uh, brutal. If he was a police officer, he would be police brutality. I hope he wasn't hitting a student. Um, I got to go back and watch it. I'm sure it did not age well at all. Um, but I also watched that movie that he did with a dog called Canine, and I believe he's still doing movies with Canine. Uh, do I believe that this takes place in the same world as the principal? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would love to have seen um, maybe that kind of uh, forceful nature of Jim Belushi and Abraxas or Secundus, you know, kind of beating up on him instead of uh, beating up on kids. Uh, I got to really look back at the principal. It seems like as I just said that, that's what I remember so clearly. Maybe I don't. Life is too short. I'm not going to do that. All right. Next phone call. Uh, what do we have? Hi, Paul. This is Rick from Queens Village. Um, I just had uh, something to say about Abraxas. I had heard about this movie because when I was working at a video store in Belrose, New York, in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, we had a promo VHS copy sent by the studio to kind of convince our store to maybe purchase copies to rent. And it was something that the employees could take home, watch, and maybe we'd buy a couple to rent. No employee ever took it home and no one copy was ever purchased to rent out in this video store. So it was just there under the counter gathering dust until the store closed in 1997. Love the show. Thanks very much. All right. Uh, interesting. Interesting. It's sad. Sad that uh, no one in Queens Village wanted to take <laughs> a Braxis home, even when it was free. I worked at Blockbuster 2, and we had the weirdest movies. And um, I was actually looking at pictures from my when I my uh, room from when I was growing up, and I would take home all the posters because they would give us free posters. And the posters I had in my room were basically like a fuck you because I couldn't afford the good posters. I mean, $25. I'm not wasting that. I did have a great jerk poster, which I still have framed and Ghostbusters framed. Um, but, uh, but I used to have the shittiest posters on my wall. And the one I remember so clearly is sirens, uh, like a Hugh Grant, L McPherson film with, uh, with, I believe, uh, Dr. Grant from, uh, from Jurassic Park. I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, but yeah. So the fact that you didn't even take it home just as a goof, uh, really speaks to, uh, how, <laughs> how much of a hard sell this movie actually was when people actually had to pay money for it. Uh, Finally, let's go to Carlos from Vancouver. Salut, Paul. This is Carlo from Vancouver calling. I was at the show for Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. I hope you are feeling better because allegedly you said you were very ill that night. As usual, you guys were awesome, but when question time came around, uh, you walked right past me even though I had my hand raised. So I guess I'll uh, ask my question now. Abraxas describes vaulting as very painful and can also knock out your memory. We also see a moment of 
blood streaming out of his nose, which could indicate severe brain damage. My question is, is it possible that Abraxas died during this process and that the entire movie is really a Jacob's Ladder scenario in which he has forgotten that he was dead? Again, you guys are awesome. Abiento. Salud, Carlos. And uh, I'll say this. There's a reason I walked right by you. Because we don't do the Jacob's Ladder questions. I knew it. In my gut, in my sick gut, I knew it. And by the way, I want to just address something going on. I did not have COVID, okay? I know I was very sick at that show. It was right before COVID. It was just a normal cold. I got the test. They didn't have the antibodies. I did the whole thing. So, because I was nervous. Did I have COVID? I did not have COVID. I was just very sick. Um, and there's two things can be true. Uh, anyway, back to the Discord. We go into Grumble Bottom. Grumble Bottom says the computer Secunda sees and uses in the library is a Commodore Amiga. Such a computer would not have been used in a library in 1990, especially not in a small town library. It was, for its time, a high end machine that specialized in video processing and digital effects. For instance, the Amiga, along with the suite of software called Video Toaster, was part responsible for the full CGI effects in the early 1990s TV space opera Babylon 5. Maybe this isn't product placement, though. Maybe this is the exact computer they use for their post-production digital effects, so they already had it on hand to stick in the movie. Now, that is interesting because I remember kids in my class had an Amiga. I wasn't in a rich area at all. Like, I feel like an Amiga and a Tandy were, like, words that I said a lot as a kid. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, Thea Spoo writes, to Zook's comment about Jesse Ventura being unable to sell the moves well after performing as a live wrestler, Ventura was done with full-time wrestling at some point in the 80s before this movie came out and most pro wrestling outfits like WWE or WWF looking at you, Vince McMahon, did not take care of their talent's health and many have aged notoriously unwell. Just a thought uh, for an explanation in this movie uh, about timing. You know, I, I buy that and that's actually a very fair i think you know you watch these new steven seagal movies and it's like he barely moves and he's punching dudes and they're flying across the room uh not that i am watching those but i am watching clips of those uh so i hear you i hear you and i and i would also say like there's a difference to like a choreographed john wick fight and like throwing your body around in a wrestling ring and not to say that they are uh, that you can't find parallels, but I think that one is more of a gymnastics performance and one is more of a, a stunt choreography, which is his own thing. Like, I don't know if Donnie, you know, uh, Donnie Yuen, or am I pronouncing that right? Donnie Yuen, uh, would be as, uh, as great in a wrestling ring. Uh, and vice versa, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if, uh, Cody Rhodes would be, uh, great in John Wick. I don't know. Maybe you would be. I like Cody. Anyway, uh, and now it's time for a rebuttal to that fact from Dr. Guts. Um, Dr. Guts writes, A practice may have not have been released until 1991, but it was definitely filmed in the 80s. Here's a photo of Jesse at a WWF event in 1989 wearing a promotional tee for the film with the tagline, After 11,837 years on the force, he's seen everything, which is really a dumb tagline considering he's never seen two people kiss. Well, all right, well, you're saying it was shot in the 80s, I mean, 89 and being released in 91 is not like, oh, oh my God, it wasn't like you unearthed, you know, like it was 1986. It just seems like it was probably shot and then released two years later. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, we're talking about this. All right. So this is November 89. This movie comes out in 91. So say that November is really, it maybe finishes the movie in 89. Uh, November of 89, which is really 1990 because November, December, right? And then so it comes out in 91, uh, a year of post-production on those Amigas. I buy that. Um, 
So many great corrections and omissions this week, but there can only be one winner. And I, 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 I know I gave him some grief about uh, why his question was so dumb. But I feel like the reason why he called in was because he did want some love. So I'm going to give the love to Carlos. Salute, Carlos. And here is your theme by Garrett Parker. People of Earth. You win nothing. Thank you to everybody. Uh, what a great, uh, fun uh, corrections and omissions. Double your fun, double your pleasure, double your films. And thank you to Blue Moon. Your crisp citrus taste with hints of coriander helped break us out of our regular routines. And you have helped our listeners shake out of their routines and given them something new and something refreshing to enjoy. So get Blue Moon or Blue Moon Light Sky, which is the one I love, uh, delivered to your door by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash bonkers to see your delivery options. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words Eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry because I love these. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do. That's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when When I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I was traveling with my kids, we stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack. And my kids said, mom said we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me, but I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I never like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry. And they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, 
I love these razors. They are perfect. And now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. Okay, we have spent a lot of time hearing from you. And now it's time for me to take the mic back. I mean, technically, I've not given the mic to anybody, but I am taking it back just for a second here uh, because it is time for my pick of the week. And we will get back to uh, me and Jason breaking it all down. We know that Fast and Furious is coming up. We know a lot of fun things are happening. Uh, but uh, right now, we are a little bit on a time crunch. So I am just going to do it myself this week. Um, and this is what I am going to talk about. I am going to talk about, oh boy. It's something good. I love uh, Richard Iode. You know Richard Iode as the one of the stars of the IT crowd or the IT crowd. I don't know how you pronounce it. I've always just... The IT crowd, I guess. Uh, I love Travel Man, which is his travel show. It's so good. He was on Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, one of the most underrated, hilarious shows I always tell people about, and I think it's so good. He's also a brilliant director, uh, made his movie Submarine, which is great. But he wrote a book that I absolutely love. Uh his book is called Iote on Top, and it is a whole book dedicated to the uh, the Gwyneth Paltrow film, A View from the Top, where she is a stewardess. It came out right after 9-11. It is an amazing book. The whole book breaks down, scene by scene, A View from the Top. I was cackling uh, with laughter and glee. This book is the fucking best. I love it so, so much. So, Iodi on top. I think you will enjoy it. And if anyone has any connections, let's get him on the show one time. It would be so much fun. All right. That is my pick of the week. And now let's get to the movie of next week. Now that we've gotten Tammy and the T-Rex out of the way and a Braxis Guardian of the Galaxy and even an old visitation with our friend in the mannequin world, let's talk about what we are going to. We are going from mad scientists and outer space lawmen to a crime mystery comedy, drama, who knows? I don't even know. All I know is that it was written and directed and based on a book by Norman Mailer. That's right. Written, directed, and based on a book by Norman Mailer. It's called Tough Guys Don't Dance. Rotten Tomatoes describes Tough Guys Don't Dance as a Norman Mailer-directed adaptation of his novel, which focuses on an alcoholic writer involved in a murder mystery. And Roger Ebert says... What is strange is that Tough Guys Don't Dance leaves me with such vivid memories of its times and places, its feelings and weathers, and yet leaves me so completely indifferent to its plot. Watching the film, I laughed a good deal. And by the way, spoiler alert, that's how I feel about it. Uh, let's listen to the trailer where Norman Mailer reads movie reviews of this film. Take a listen. I just received the uh, comment cards from the first screening of my new film, Tough Guys Don't Dance. Bold, innovative, wonderful. Stinks. I agree. You agree on what? Excellent, crazy entertainment. Very funny. <laughs> Gross. Sleazy. Garbage. It was no small job. Quick turns of plot. Enjoyed having to think. Whoever wrote this has never read a good book. You think it's simple? You can watch Tough Guys Don't Dance on YouTube, or please check your local public libraries where you can find movies for free, although this one might be a little trickier. Uh, people have asked me to tell you if I would recommend watching this movie before you watch it. I was in the minority on this one, so uh, I enjoyed it. I think uh, 
there's some fun things in it, but you know, it's on YouTube. So what do you have to lose? Except for an hour and 50 minutes. Anyway, uh, last but not least, we have our amazing producer, Avril Halley, doing a two minute movie review with her duo, the movie bitches. Uh, this week they are reviewing Shadow in the Cloud. Take a listen. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome, Welcome to, to Movie, movie bitches. bitches. Tonight we're reviewing Shadow in the Cloud. Go watch this movie because it is so fucking funny. And if you're spoiled, uh, it won't be quite as deliciously terrible. I agree. You've, you've been warned. I laughed so hard. I cried. Had a headache, felt nauseous, laughed some more, cried again. Hours after watching it, was still laughing when I recalled the events of the film. I fully agree. This movie is bonkers banana pants. It's quick. 73 minutes, baby! A sensible 73. It is pure, unadulterated schlock. And I loved it. I do think we have to talk about the writing and the schlock, because that's the big red flag against this film. Unfortunately, it is also written by Max Landis, who, um, gross. But let's focus on uh, everyone else that worked so hard on this movie because they're real troopers, because holy shit, I mean, I think this is my favorite piece of hot garbage this year. It was nonsense. With a lot of style, really great synth, John Carpenter kind of soundtrack going on. I agree. I think that there's a lot of style to this movie that really makes it. You know, there's kind of like a a Sky Captain vibe to it. I'm excited a woman directed it. I thought they gave it a different perspective. Absolutely. I'm putting this at the top of my hot garbage list. It's up there with Gods of Egypt, Wish Upon. It certainly is in the so bad it's good category. Truly transcendently bad. Yeah. Uh, And I would recommend. All right. Thank you, movie bitches. Uh, That is it. Please remember to rate and review the show. It does help. Visit us on Discord and Facebook and Twitter and IG. Do all the things. Uh, A big thank you to everyone who is listening, rating, reviewing, recommending. We love it all. And if you are into good movies, definitely check out Unspooled. We are in the middle of a space series that is really, really fun. Galaxy Quest, Aliens, Contact, it's all there. Uh, and for our, all of our archives, commercial free, you can sign up for Stitcher Premium for a free one-month trial. You can use the code BONKERS. That's right. Use the code BONKERS for a free one-month trial. A big thank you to our producer Cody and Molly for putting this together. Devin, our audio engineer, for sewing this all up and July listening to make sure I didn't make any giant-ass flubs. Uh, we will see you next time. Salud. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode 
episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.